welcome to 2021 and welcome back to Mendo Soft and Podcast. Happy New Year for myself, by sample my favorite co-host and the rest of the team. And we are starting this new year with a wonderful guest, a good friend of mine, a spoken word artist, Abacadabra. And in a few seconds, you hear a piece, some pieces of his work, and you can find most, you can find most of his work on YouTube uh, at Abacadabra channel. <laughs> Let me not say much. Listen to some of his work, and we'll start straight away with the episode on Faith Talk series. God, I know you've got a sense of humour. You probably created the earth on the back of a game of truth or dare. So Jericho must have been your Jenga tower, and the Red Sea parting was your party trick. The sun and the moon play a constant game of tag. The night sky plays connect four to create star constellations. CO2 and oxygen decide air pollution over rock, paper, scissors. The solar system is old, but childish. The planets orbit to the tune of Ringer Ringer Roses. The human anatomy is like a perfectly muddled game of Twister. Things are just all over the place, but it just works for some reason. God, I know you've got a sense of humour. But people keep asking me why does it feel like you play hide and seek in a time of crisis and then call it character building. If you control the board, then why should we thank you? Or get out of jail free card when our peers own property. God, I know you've got a sense of humor. We get tired of waiting for kings to reverse the order. So we worked smart, not hard. Played the hand we were dealt. Why has he got less cards than me? And why does no one ever hear us when we shout last card? God, I know you've got a sense of humor. But across the pond in our homeland, their rules are a bit different over there. People who look like me are forced into games of splat, told to put their hands down, then they are shot unexpected. He never saw it coming, and now he's out the game, the other players try and complain about the rules. But we are told that all players matter, and the one in the middle feared for his life, God, I know you've got a sense of humour. But please stop putting these jokers in the deck, they are ruining the game. We no longer trust the banker to distribute the cash evenly. We no longer trust the guy who shuffles the cards. We refuse to dance or stand still when the music stops. We can't keep letting those in power decide our fate over games or spin the bottle. So God, we know you have a sense of humour. That joy radiates even at the mention of your name, but please, give us something to laugh about. Because this year was all fun and games until you all got hurt. Okay, everybody. Um, uh, welcome back to another episode of Men of Substance Podcast. And uh, this is the Faith Talk series. And uh, with me, uh, with me we, you always have, you know, uh, my co-host Osman Adomako, and uh, I myself, the favorite co-host. I claim it. I claim it every day, every time. It's me by some poem again. <laughs> and uh, we are not by ourselves, but we have Abacadabra. Oh, sorry, 
Abacadabra <laughs> with us. <laughs> That's who I guess today uh, is an old friend of mine. So yeah, I can I can I can come whatever whatever I want. Sorry, Abaka. <laughs> hey, Osborne. Mm-hmm. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay no problem no problem um uh, so yeah let's not uh just waste too much time uh we will start straight away with the episode so hello abaka hey guys how are you how are we doing yeah I'm we're doing, doing well with yourself i'm doing great yeah yeah yourself yeah. how's the month yeah, i'm going? blessed man i'm blessed now it's going well you know first semester's almost done so now it's going well so far yeah well Okay. All right. Of course, you know, me and Osborne, we have the honor, you know, to, to know you. Oh, man. <laughs> to know you, but some of our audience don't don't know who Abaka is. Um, so please just, you know, present yourself, a quick, short introduction. Yeah. What you're studying or what your career um, expectation, background, and of course, relationship status. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, so hi, guys. My name is Abaka. Um, um, I'm 21. I've just, in June, finished my undergrad at the University of Warwick while studying history. I've now gone on to do my master's at the University of Bath, studying international development. Um, also, um, yeah, during my time at uni, I was um, involved in PENSA, uh, which is a Christian society, Christian fellowship. I um, love spoken words. I do spoken word as well on the side. Um, and yeah, kind of looking forward to going to like international development charity work aid work in the future relationship status i'm i'm single um i don't know why that's relevant but yeah i'm single um so yeah that's that's a bit about me okay okay thanks for giving your quick introduction um uh, yeah so you said that uh you were involved with with pensa ml not everybody knows who PENSA is, so can you please explain what you mean by, oh, I was a university and I was involved with PENSA, what is PENSA and why were you involved with PENSA? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, so basically PENSA is um, a Christian fellowship, a Christian society um, that's kind of birthed out the Church of Pentecost, which is um, a Pentecostal church um, that's around the globe. And basically um, PENSA was this Christian society and Christian fellowship I'd heard from back home because it's attached to the church I go to back home and you know when I went to uni there was just this talk of Pensa, Pensa, Pensa and in my second year the, to make a long story very short my second year myself and a friend um, Oriana decided to um, you know start up this Pensa so there's a place for people to worship to fellowship just to get to know God better um, at our university University of Warwick so um, yeah that that vision really came through and I've just been with Pensa and just um, kind of just allowing got to shape me through that ministry for the past few years really so, yeah okay okay so that seems that you are a very how can i say committed christian or a man mm. of faith <laughs> <laughs> if you want to use those terms uh, yeah I, I, yeah I, i'd say i'm a man of faith yeah a man of faith so faith is crucial for you like it's something uh like it's part of your life yeah, I think it's 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 it's, it's the epicenter. I think it's you know when wow. when that's a knowing big what I've known now, Yeah, I think <laughs> knowing what I know now, knowing what I've been through, and kind of 
the decisions I've made, I've kind of allowed my faith to be my identity and let Jesus Christ be my identity in the center of what I do. So for me, my faith is literally who I am really. So yeah. Your faith is who you are. So what do you mean by that? In the sense where like back to this identity thing, it's like, I guess we all kind of allow certain things to um, define us, allow certain things to kind of be our identity, whether it's our culture, our background, age. Some people, it's there, it's how tall they are, how short they are, how, you know, what job they work, what car they drive, how much they make. But for me, my faith is 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 who I am and my identity. And when I mean who I am, it, it controls how I act in certain situations, what I do, my, my world view on, ev- my view on the world and everything around it. So for me, that's what, I mean, when I say my faith is who I am, it, it forms the makeup of Abaka, really. Okay. So, do you discover this like during your teenage years? Because uh, we all know, we all know that during our teenage years, when we go through kind of highs and lows of different kind of mm. emotions, and uh, we have also yeah hormonal growth and stuff like that. So, yeah. how did you? navigate you know your teenage years to know that um uh, you know your faith kind of represent who you are or that your faith is there mm. at the center of abaka deborah mm. well so even before my teenage years i think i was always introduced to the faith for those who don't know um my dad's a pastor so from young you're always kind of showing the faith you know like fridays like my friends are going to play football i was being dragged to church you know like all nights and stuff like I can count the amount of times I slept through all nights and, and stuff like that. I was always being introduced to the faith, aunties, auto calls, all nights. They were all my idea of Christianity and the faith. And that's what kind of I built everything around, you know. Um, mm. And I think as you go grow older, I think um, you start to experience a lot of stuff and get introduced to a lot of ideas and ideologies from, from school, from the internet, from social media. So as you grow up, you naturally form what you believe to be right and what you believe to be true. Mm-hmm. So as I grew up, so um, going to um, a school in London, like that culture is embedded on you, whether you like it or not. And I used to live in Birmingham. So when I was about 13, the start of my teenage years, I moved to London. So that start, that London culture is now involved, you know, um, went to a sixth form, which, which introduced me to a lot of different things, a lot of, things I can look back now and see, wow, this really, this really shaped who I am. So I think during my teenage years, it was much about kind of community and the people I was around and, and, and staying grounded that really helped me kind of determine who I am and, 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 and what I would become. So it was definitely around about community and about, about the people I was around that kind of helped me. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that you, yeah, you are PK. For those who don't know that, that mm. term is, yeah, pastor's kid. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so would you say that you, you grew up as a Christian or you, or like, okay, you, you grew up in a Christian household. Yeah. So yeah. were you born, a, so you're trying to say that you were born a Christian? Nah, do you know what is, yeah, one thing I've come to realize and I've only realized this recently is that that mm-hmm. faith can be passed down, but faith isn't inherited in the sense where a parent can show their child the faith, but the child doesn't have to take it. 
even though they can claim to be all they like, but the child doesn't have to take it. And I think I was Christian by by name, but not by nature. And Christian mm. in the sense where wasn't fully allowing Jesus to really be control my life in every aspect. So I right. think in terms of faith, like I I knew scriptures. Like if those who know me, I was in every Bible competition. I've got if I look somewhere through the house, I've got you know certificates, awards, that kind of stuff. So I I can I could have quoted scripture quickly and easily. I could have um you know that um there's this Bible competition where you have to um, it's called like sword drill. I think it's, it's mm-hmm. called where you have to literally flick through the Bible quickly. I could I could find you Mark eight seventeen in under ten seconds like quick you know but the word of god wasn't in my heart you know what i'm saying and when when the word of god's in your heart it, it changes how you live and it changes how you act so i think i was christian by name and by nature because my understanding was that listen god i used to think that you know you know you're christian by association listen someone told me like god doesn't have grandkids he only has sons and daughters you know mm-hmm. so you can't know god through connection through association through privilege through um nepotism it, it it's it's a direct relationship you know what i'm saying so um i had to literally i think uni helped me realize that you know what yeah i'm not gonna wake up at 5 a.m and hear my grandma praying you know which is gonna remind me that you know i ain't prayed because i'm about to head to sixth form i ain't gonna come back home and mm-hmm. see my dad reading his bible which reminds me that i haven't read my bible i ain't gonna I ain't gonna see my mom saying she's going to a women's movement meeting to realize that you know I ain't been um, having fellowship with a fellow brethren. No, like when it's you at Eunice, you're on your own, and you realize that. Listen, what do you actually know apart from what is fed you? What do you personally actually know about? You, like, if someone asks me, like, what was the mission of Jesus Christ at eighteen? I'll be struggling. I'm like, oh, you know, Jesus was like, he came. I'll be struggling, and for an eighteen year old who's grown up in church, that's worrying. But it's because I'd been fed so much, but I'd not taken, I'd, I'd not acted upon it. I'd, I didn't research myself. Um, I read the Bible. I, I, I prayed, but it was more of a ritualistic act. It was more of something I had to do. So I think I'm definitely just to kind of hone in on your question. I was, I was a Christian because I did what I believed Christians should do, but I didn't act how, how Christians should act. And I didn't kind of serve the one who Christians should serve, which is Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. So many words. Indeed, you do spoken words, bro. <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> me and that's his profession. What, what can we say? Really, really insightful. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, so, yeah, let's go back again to your teenage years. Um, um, you said that, yeah, you grew up in the church. You were a Christian by name, but you were not prof- like you're not kind of professing, as you said. Um, uh, and uh, so, yeah, how come do you, yeah, why why did you say that you were a Christian by name, but you're not professing? Like you were, you grew up as a, you grew up, you grew up in a Christian home. You yeah. went to church uh, like twice a week minimum. Um, yeah. uh, so, what was that? What where was the uh, the missing link? I think the missing link was my kind of own personal relationship with god i think you know that phrase you know do you accept jesus christ as your lord and personal savior like mm-hmm. it was jesus was lord he was and I, I i respected him like the same way if listen like um one one old uncle comes in 
dropped from somewhere and we're all in a room gathering and you hear whispers and say, oh, you know, this is this chief and this is this boss. And da-da. you might, you know, the ballet real quick. You might, you know, salute. Da-da. But yeah. because you have the respect and reverence, but personally to him, when he leaves or when everyone's not talking about him, you don't, you don't care because that's not your guy. You don't know him. That's, that's the someone for you. And I believe that, you know, I, 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 I had an understanding of who God was, but I didn't have a full revelation. So I knew all that I need to know. The knowledge aspect was there. Like, and I knew scripture, I knew everything. Um, but it was when you have a revelation of who Christ is, that, that, that fully changes your perspective, that fully changes how you act, that fully changes how you, 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 you live. You know, Paul knew, so if you're looking to the Bible, Paul knew Christ. He, he knew Christ because he was persecuting Christians, you know. So this is in like Acts chapter, you know, eight, nine-ish. Um, Paul was persecuting Christians. So he knew about this new Christianity thing, this new way of life. So he he heard about there was a savior that there was this Jesus guy that died, raised, and um, mm-hmm. so he died and allegedly raised from the dead. And then so he's persecuting Christians, but until he got on the road of Damascus and he was blinded by a light and fully came to a revelation of who Christ Jesus is, that's when he started mm-hmm. to change his ways. I'm not saying my testimony is as dramatic as, you know, a persecuting Christian Lord, but uh, I was in the church, you know, Bias has known me from now, but like Bias will tell you, listen, I'm, I, even to this day, like I will do anything that needs to be done, lifting chairs, that, that I remember young, I was carrying church laptop here and there, that I would, anything that needs to be done, I'll, I'll do it, just, just based on my nature, you know, just, just based on the kind of person I am, but I wasn't doing that out of a, uh, Listen, this is God's church. This is this is his 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 will that needs to be done. It's more like I've been asked to, or they need a helping hand, so it needs to be done. Or you know, like my dad's a pastor of this church. How can I not do nothing in the church? That makes sense. So mm-hmm. I think when I had that kind of clicking, it's like, oh wait, now it's me. It's 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 me. You know, what 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 do I have to do with this faith? I think yeah, if that answers the question. No, no, it's good. It's good. I think you are the definition, like, yeah, you're the definition of um, when we say that no one can force you to believe in Christ or no one can mm. force you to become a Christian because, yeah, you grew up as a pastor's kid, you were around the church all your life, but at the end, uh, yeah, none of none of your friends or your com- or none of none of your community or your mentors or even your parents can literally uh spoon feed you christ mm. for you to yeah to become a christian so at the end it's still a personal um uh, you don't have a personal revelation or is it or is it a personal decision for you to follow yeah. him every single day i would say wow yeah. great great i was I mean, quite quiet today no i'm not quiet i'm just you know allowing my favorite co-host <laughs> but yeah it's it's it's, it's really amazing what you're sharing because um, in our current generation, you see that a lot of young people, as you're saying, mm-hmm. like, are not, like, taking such initiatives because you're saying that you have to see God for yourself. You know what I mean? So if you could mm-hmm. just walk us through, how did you find him personally? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As a young person because um, some people are struggling out there. So how, how was your transition was like because you for the for the first 18 years you were yeah. being fed but then after you realized that you have you had to know him personally so how was their personal how did he begin and how is it going 
Do you know what? I think, do you know what? I say 18, but I think it began, I remember my final few months of sixth form. Because mm-hmm. um, I was on six spoken words, this is a weird story, I was on six spoken words seriously. And I was like, someone told me there's, there's, there's certain books in the Bible that are really good for Christian poets to read. So this is right. Psalms, um, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. So mm-hmm. um, I'd heard of all of them, but Ecclesiastes. So um, I picked up Ecclesiastes, started reading. This was about, okay, let's say I saw uni in, in September. This is about Feb, Feb time, so spring time, you know, I pick up Ecclesiastes. Um, and this is the first time, like, a book in the Bible is proper, like, I've read a whole book in the Bible and it's proper, like, open my eyes. Mm. But I had to read it twice, and I'll I'll carry, I'll start your I'll, I'll I'm I'm getting to your question I'm getting to no feel free feel free feel free but open it up and and you know for anyone who hasn't read Ecclesiastes I honestly advise every young person to read this book it honestly changed mm-hmm. my life in 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 um so basically it's, it's this guy people presume it's Solomon and it probably is but the authors are unknown mm-hmm. so um the guy starting off listen like. Everything is meaningless. Everything is um meaningless. That's that's the phrase. Everything's meaningless. You know, yeah. life is meaningless. Uh, money is meaningless. Happiness is meaningless. When it's the first time, and I generally thought this is a guy that's about to maybe even jump off a cliff in the next second. Like he's he's done with life. It doesn't seem like he's he's about to go in the next. Like what kind mm-hmm. of this is like a final letter, and it's like yeah. Um, but then I read it again, and and I looked at the different versions and. The word meaningless means hevel, and hevel, mm. um, hevel in Greek means the the authentic meaning is like vapor and smoke, yeah. and 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 so when the author means meaningless, he means like things that are not tangible. It's not held onto you. You can't kind of grab it. Even the author uses stuff like um later on, it's like it's a chasing off the wind because yeah. you can really chase the wind. Like where does the wind go? Like that kind of stuff. And that book stuck with me because. Although I didn't carry it throughout my first few months in uni, when I kind of got to the realization around December, like I realized that everything is truly heavy in this life. Everything is really truly meaningless. You know, that you know, there's no amount of money that can satisfy my soul. There's this 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 goal will not satisfy my soul. This this environment will not satisfy my soul. The only thing that is 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 tangible is Jesus Christ. The only thing that lasts in in this life and the next is Jesus Christ. I think it was it was you know it's, it's weird because when people say they 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 take when the people say they you know they take their Jesus walk seriously, they normally mention how they read like some New Testament book or like the <laughs> Gospels or like the, for me it was honestly Ecclesiastes. It was honestly Ecclesiastes. Mm. When I talk okay. to people, I always mention Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, um, because for me it really opened my eyes that. In this life, yeah, everything is heaven and everything is 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 void. And in the end of I think in chapter thirteen, is it twelve or thirteen, one of them, it says like um basically just telling young people, listen, just just follow God. Just just yeah. just follow follow so follow the creating the days of your youth before literally like everything disappears, before everything goes away. You know, yeah. so that that kind of had me and that kind of made me think like, listen, like if I've really come to see that you know, this doesn't make me happy. You know, this doesn't make me fulfilled. This, this, this leaves a hole in my heart. But the only thing that satisfies me is when I'm truly in a in a in a atmosphere of worship, or when I'm in communion with God. 
then that really is the only thing that really satisfies my soul. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when I started to read the Bible further and hear other people's testimonies, I realized that there's something that the world can't offer me that I found, you know, it's it's a it's 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 it's, it's, it's something that you know I want to cherish, it's something that I, I want to keep and and like I love it. I, I I love just being in communion with Jesus Christ so much. So yeah, for mm. me it was it was that was the realization of realizing you know this is a personal thing for me when you have all these things as the author of Ecclesiastes does you you've tried all these things and I'm not saying to anyone now go and try everything before you realize that Jesus is the one now I'm not, I'm not saying that one bit but I'm saying that you know believe those who tried and tested that that it is only Jesus it is it's actually only Jesus you know so yeah that, mm. that was it for me well, and how and how has that experience helped you currently being a young person in society? How have you seen yourself since you you took that initiative? How I mean, what are the changes like? What, how 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 has it helped you as a young man? Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely in like decision making. Um, based on that one scripture, I always hold on to. So I think it's Mark eight. It says, um, "What does it profit a man to gain the whole world but to lose his soul?" You know, and um, I'm a big fan of like um, gospel rap, gospel um, hip hop, and a lot of artists okay. say stuff like um, <laughs> a lot of artists say stuff like um, like I can't lose it all for five minutes, or I can't, you know, do and and it it frames my decision in in terms of like what am I willing to give up for this small piece of pleasure that I'm gonna get, you know, yeah. um, a couple of days ago. I, the days are mixed for my MU. A couple of days ago, I think I was reading First Corinthians fifteen, and it was talking about um, talking about the perishable can't um, inherit. No, the the perishable can't inherit the imperishable. You know? Yeah. And for me, that's my mindset. Like, you know, cool. me, I can't lie. I wanna, I wanna make money in this life. You know, I can't. I, I want to make money. Like, <laughs> Every young person wants to make money. <laughs> listen, I want, I want the house. I want mm-hmm. the wife, I want mm-hmm. the kids, like I'm mm-hmm. nice car as well. Like we suffered enough in this life. I want the stuff. I want mm-hmm. I want the stuff, but if 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 getting it compromises my position or, or or um compromises kind of what I believe, then what's the point? Like mm-hmm. literally, because what is the point? Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and that's a hard as a young person, that's a hard thing to say. Even now, like I have to really kind of, even as I say, I have to beat myself. Like, have I always done, like, to this day, do I always do this? And it's a constant kind of taking account and thinking, do I always have that mindset? Do I always say, do you know what? Now, this is this is short-term gain. This is short-term. I'm looking for the long-term, long-term mm-hmm. gain. So I think as a as a young person, I always have in my mind, like, cool. Okay, cool. Um, Even when I'm, like, mentoring other people, I always say, like, cool. You're going to this girl's, listen, let me take girls. You're going to this girl's, you're at this time, yeah. Mm-hmm. What out of the two hours you're there, or how many hours you're there, what are you actually gonna get? A, a bit of laughter, a bit of banter, the, the, the whatever. But what could you lose in a sense? You know, what mm-hmm. what and it's not always a thing of cool, um, uh, these are benefits and losses, because then people start to do calculated risks and okay, let me yeah. let me just let me, let me add this up. Yeah, pros and cons like writing sheets down, writing the no, but I've 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 come to the realization that listen, if 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 I feel like 
if I know it doesn't please God, then why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? And that's that's always how I have that heavy mindset in my mind. Like it's actually heavy. Like before I make a decision, like what 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 will I gain from this? Before I make a decision, like what, like cool. If 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 it's monetary, cool. I've gained a bit of money. But what have I actually gained? Because I can't take that money with me. I'm gonna probably spend that money quickly as well. So mm. what 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 have I actually gained? Mm. You know I mean? So as a young person, it's always about cool eternity. You can't put a price on eternity, like yeah. because it is eternity. You know, this life I can put a price. This life, but like, if you ask me a figure I want to make in this life, I'll put it. If an employer asks me how much so do you want to pay me after my master's, I'll I'll tell him my figure. You know, you can mm. put a, a price on, on 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 immortality. No, sorry, on mortality you can put a life a price on it. Um, a price on it. But immortality, there's no price. There's there's mm. literally nothing you can get. You know, mm. um, like so. Yeah, that's 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 it for me. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's really it's really amazing because like from what you're saying, it's, it's you. Uh, what I'm getting is that you, you've got a sound mind to make decisions. Mm. And I think as young people, sometimes we don't value sound mind. All we think is we're going to get this pleasure, we're going to get this money, and that's it. You know, once I get it, I'm there. But I realize that once you buy the Jordans with that, you know, uh, money, that illegal money you've got, you realize that, yeah. wait, is that all, is that all it is? You know? Exactly. Then it's like you start thinking, like, you're, you're not really comfortable. Then you, mm. you, you realize that that sound mind, you don't even have it. There are a lot of people that are out there that have money, but they don't have the sound mind to even spend it, you know. Mm. And there are others that took their time, as you're saying, like yourself. Once you have that money, see, you're living at the comfort of your life. So it's really amazing yeah. that you're sharing this, you know. So young people, let's appreciate, you know, sound mind. That's really interesting. Yeah. Now, hey, yeah. even, so just to touch on what you said, um, Osborne, but like, um, even what you mentioned about the example of the Jordans, you see like, the things that people always run to, they think it can fully satisfy. They think it has, but because a young person, yeah, we don't think about the future. We think like, even it's not, I think in that next five minutes or the next, like just that action, we don't think long-term. We don't think even, cool, let's take it away from, let's say a Christian sense, with investing, with with money, with um, just different things. We don't think long-term, it's like, okay, what am I going to gain today? What can I actually gain today? Even, listen to me, I hold my hands up, listen. I remember when it was Black Friday coming up, I remember I had a nice check just come into my account. I was like, listen, I know, I'm six, I know my driving lessons need to be paid for. <laughs> however, however, there's 30% off here, 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 yeah, here, yeah, here, yeah, here yeah. and here, you know. And as soon as I bought it, like, it's fine, I had the clothes, but I'm thinking, that's it, I just have clothes. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and I'm done. I'm, I'm, I bought a few clothes. I'm done. I, I can only if I wear it and post it on Instagram. I can't wear it again. It's, it. it's, it's, it's done. And 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 that's the thing about the things like we we it, it will it will it will feel for a short a short time, but it can never satisfy. Mm. It can mm. never fully satisfy. You'll always be left wanting more. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's mm. that's it. Uh, Abaka, thanks a lot. Um, uh, yeah, thank as well for mentioning Ecclesiastes, one of my favorite books as well. Indeed, me too. Mm. Like I went through it this summer, and uh, yeah, at the end, I think everybody should go through it because it's a yeah. it's a very deep book. 
Because I, I think at the beginning, be like, how can this be in the Bible? Like the way, yeah, the, yeah, the way the author just go goes up, like goes about mm. life, just, just mm. complaining about everything and and everything you can see. So, mm. so she go through it a lot. Um, um, uh, one more thing. I'm pretty confident you enjoyed this episode, isn't it? Thank you again for joining us. Happy New Year again. And uh, see you next week. Don't miss next week. Next week, we're going to talk about faith, but we'll diverge into charity and international relationship, which is about her future career and what he's studying right now. He gave us an insight what's going on and uh, and also what's not supposed to happen, but unfortunately sometimes happen in big corporation and charity. So stay tuned to next week. Bye from us.